Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist youth. Oh, right. Yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. It was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Do you changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. You're listening to the Liberty Channel. Coming up, Counterspin with Calvin Alp. Welcome to Counterspin. We have a jam-packed show. Remember who said last week this will be Command Central. We want to be the hub of the greatest pushback and populist uprising against state incursion against the people that this country's ever seen. My first guest in the studio will be Paul Zentfeld, formerly known as Paul Dixon. He was one of the victims of the child torture at Lake Ellis Hospital. This is still ongoing, 43-year fight for justice with so many other victims. Sadly, many have passed away and we'll never get to see justice. Paul will cover a lot of that as we go in, go into it. The next guest up after Paul will be Heather Meddy Pennycook. She is with the Agricultural Action Group. You'll remember her from a previous interview. She will be providing us with an update of yet more draconian legislation being piped down to in order to do what we told you was going to happen all the time, dispossess people of private property, take the land and make you serfs. It's not going to happen on our watch. Third, last but not least, will be Sue Gray, another great lawyer. Even though lawyers usually get stick, this is another lawyer, like Liz last week, who are actually fighting for the people. Long days. Tireless effort these people are putting in just to get some semblance of justice for all. We've got to back these people. Now, before we carry on, let me just say, because we're getting technical here, we now have, of course, we stream on gtv.org. So watch us at 8 o'clock, of course. You're seeing us now. Uh, on Gab, you can find us on Gab, on Podbean, Instagram, Telegram, and, of course, Rumble, that we you will find after you watch on GTV. Our website will be live within the week. That'll be www.counterspinmedia.com. You can email us now, though, on info for any comments, suggestions um, for shows, guests, things like that. We will be, I know we keep getting asked, we will be getting uh, and doing a show on COVID exclusively. Now, there's a lot that people don't know, a lot that, of course, Sue will bring to you shortly as well, that needs to be addressed. You need to know this stuff. You need to warn people because it is could be potentially a death sentence should you take the crap they want to put in your arm. I personally want to call out for people to help me go against this government. I believe, personally, that the 2020 election, general elections in this country were rigged. There is no way in hell a good indication of that is the farmers in the South Island. They would never vote for their own demise. 
and anyone with half a brain knows that. The legislation that's getting passed are going to eviscerate the farming and ag- agricultural sector. As I said before, every time New Zealand has t- tough times, it's that sector that brings us back. And then all the rest, cottage industries come off that and everything flows from that. So I suggest we all come together to do that. And when you sign up to our website, I almost almost missed that one. When you go to our website, shortly you'll be able to sign up um, to get updates from us in case someone tries to deplatform us, which as you know, the council culture is real. And so is the struggle of us against the state. You'll be able to download, because you know the song I love, I love to take down the CCP because that's exactly what needs to happen in this country. I think the government's completely compromised. They're a threat to national security. They need to be removed. But you'll be able to download the ringtone, take down the CCP. You'll love it. Now, before we get to Paul, I want to show you a clip to give you a little bit of a background story. And then we'll come back. This is a News Hub one. And then when we come back, we will get and delve right into it. I'm sure you're going to be shocked with what you hear. Good evening. A warning. Our first story contains some confronting details. The United Nations has found New Zealand breached the Convention Against Torture by failing to properly investigate abuse at Lake Ellis Hospital in the 1970s. A victim took the case to the UN because the psychiatrist accused of electrocuting patients as punishment has never faced charges. News Hub Nation's Mike Wesley-Smith has this exclusive report. It's a decision Paul Zinfeld's waited a lifetime for. This is um, a victory for the little people and the survivors. A United Nations judgment that authorities failed to properly investigate the treatment of children like Paul at Lake Alice Hospital in Manawatu. Paul says in 1974 he was diagnosed with a behavioural disorder by psychiatrist Salwyn Leakes, who he claims then tortured him. They have you sitting in the chair or they have you laying on the bed. This is holding you down, you've got no choice. Repeated attempts to contact Leakes, who now lives in Australia, have been unsuccessful, but he's always denied wrongdoing. Do you apologise for anything? No, I don't think I do. Paul and 194 former patients received a government apology and compensation in the 2000s. But police decided there was insufficient evidence to prosecute. No matter what the government officials say, uh, torture on the testicles is pretty serious. The police decision has now been criticised by the United Nations Committee Against Torture. In its judgment, the committee expressed concern authorities made insufficient efforts to establish what happened to children at Lake Alice. Therefore, Royal New Zealand had violated its obligations to properly investigate Paul's claims of torture and had endorsed actions leading to impunity for Dr Leakes. The government and police are still considering the findings, but detectives have already reopened their investigation into Paul's case. Meanwhile, the Royal Commission into State Abuse says it will use its extensive powers to examine the police and government response to Paul. And evidence is building as other former patients have come forward with similar allegations against leaks. He applied shock treatment to my genitals, left with uh, permanent burn marks on the underside of my penis. It sparked and I got a burn on the end of my penis. The UN has urged a prompt investigation into all of Paul's allegations and prosecutions where appropriate. Oh, it's just another victory of telling people telling the truth. Mike Wesley-Smith, News Hub. Well, that's... Um not really much you can say about that, is there? Now you're going to hear from the man who personally 
took this fight against the government. Because as we know, the government loves cover-ups. They love sweeping things under the table, and they don't like to admit when they're wrong. Let's face it, if they believe you're wrong in something, they will come after you with everything they have and tie you up in red tape, or they'll eviscerate you immediately. If you have a problem with the state, or they do something wrong, what happens? It's dragged out, and half the time people go broke trying to fight for it, to the point they just give up. Welcome to the show, Paul. Um, Jesus, where to start on a story like this? Well, you've been following me for many years. Yeah, exactly, but I need to impress on people that, that this is a current issue. This is still going on. It's going on. <clears throat> you've, been, you've been blocked... From justice, you've been, you've had people try to shut you up. You um, have what, had gagging orders they originally. Had, yep, and they offered me money. Offered you money? Million dollars to go away. I said no. Principal case. Principal case, and there's too many other lives at stake. Yep, crown law. So let's give people, let's take them back to the beginning. How did you even end up in state care for a start? Basically, um, I was brought up on the farm in Taranaki from a little baby born in Auckland, two months old. Had a great life until I was 11. And then my parents decided to move to Palmerston North, be closer to family. And then, a year and a half later, they split up. That was the end of my life. Well, for some reason I was having bleeding noses and headaches all the time, and she said she, and went in the bed. And she took me to a... She was told by the authorities, to the doctors, to go to this Manorara in Palms North. Yep, so the doctor's name was Victor Sutrick. So, and he said, oh, you're just making it up, talking to me. Oh, so I, had, I, had, I was believing that. So, that's fine. Then he introduced me to a, his co-partner, Dr. Leakes. This oh, is Dr. Selwyn Leakes. Dr. Selwyn Leakes. Well, you should come out to our farm pool. It's like a Sunday holiday camp. And we, we should do it. So he took my mother into doing it. So I went as a volunteer five times. Five, uh, sorry, four admissions. That was fine. And that was my, my life was over. So for about a week, I had um, this Victor Sutra used to come out every Friday and give us um, group sessions, group talks. And we'd have to talk. And if you didn't talk, because I was a shy boy, um, I did go away with it about twice, just cleaning up. And he said, you're going upstairs. Oh, okay. What was upstairs? Didn't think it, well, I didn't know. Next minute I had two staff come and grab me. So he had the power to send us upstairs so, for shock treatment. And they laid me down, four staff holding you down naked. And then Dr. Leakes come in. Oh, I know you. Okay, hey, Paul, we're just going to give you something to think about. You've got to start talking. So we're going to change your behaviour a little bit, and this will give you something to think about. So I wet these electrode, this headset like earphones, and put it on my head. Whoa. Just smashing hammers. It was horrible. It was painful. It was, I was scared. I was screaming. So the next thing was um, he turned the dial up. And then he'd done it again. And it was just sheer torture, sheer just pain. Anyway, the third time, he'd done it again, but then he pushed a button and knocked you out. And you wake up, everyone's gone. And you feel, you're looking around, you're trying to get your wits about you. Whoa. That was bad. Then the nurses would, come on, come downstairs. 
and as if nothing happened. That was the first time as a shy boy. So, anyway, um, as time went on, I kept going backwards and forwards. My mother was coming to get me because she missed me, and then um, things wouldn't work out, and then my sister started lying about me breaking them up for fighting. So um, I just pulled them apart, and so she complained to mum and back to Lake Ellis four times. How many people went so through the, that place? So the next, um, according to Dr. Leakes, many years ago, uh, about 900, at the Royal Commission, they suddenly saying 200, and now there might be 300. But I don't really care because they just changed the stories ago. But I know the real people have got the, the story now because they, um, about six weeks ago, the police raided Ministry of Health and they got 24,000 files. Nice. And now they've got a team of four to 25 extra police working on it. And that was the phone call from the top cop investigator who I'm in close with, um, Tom Fitzgerald, yeah, no, who, run, who of... runs the whole team. We have got a lot of, a lot of um, government secrets that have come out, come out with these little shock little things. Yeah, but so I we're going to get to you, that. We're this gonna is get all to about that. the truth. And it's a never-ending story. I want to get more of a, more of a, because the police get a, a bad rap. Let's face it, for a lot of things lately, they have. But on this particular occasion, when it came to the child abuse things, they're vehemently looking into this, aren't they? They are fully focused. Well, they had to give a report back to the UN. They didn't, but Jacinda did. So she passed it on to the police, and they gave a very weak response back to the UN, and they got a got it shoved back in their faces, and basically said. You do your job properly, otherwise we'll come and do it for you. And so that changed the whole attitude of the police. What are the With, well, between that and me telling them yeah. for many years, and this is why the government have got away with it, they they plotted with Crown Law, who are their so-called lawyers, who think they're a court of law of their own. They um, they duped the police by saying um, it's a medico-legal law and people have got no right to, to claim after six months of coming out of these institutions which was a load of crap but the UN says no this is torture it's called um, you go domestic they even told them how to do it and why and they wouldn't listen the first time so they've seen a weak response back and now they're doing it and they also know because they're pretty pissed off with what the hugs and the um, the tears and that I saw down there when I went to visit with um, CCHR we flew down it's amazing what they've uncovered and they just, personally, they, they're just so upset about it. And, but also they're upset from being duped by the Crown Law lawyers. Yeah. And so they're on a mission themselves. You actually, and, when, um, and when they go and raid Ministry of Health um, to get 24,000 files, that's a pretty good example that of... That they didn't disclose previously. Yeah. yeah. Well, they withheld also <coughs> withheld statements. Yeah. Back in 19... 2009, I had the Attorney General on one of my little achievements um, saying, why don't you give the staff statements to the police? So they gave week, six of the weakest ones they could find. This is, and they withheld the rest under legal privilege. And ever since that, they've, they've said, we've got it under legal privilege, and the police couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah. So... So um, and they gave a and they only interviewed one person. Well, they asked the um, Crown Law in two thousand and nine for um, their advice, 
and they said there's not enough proof because we've only interviewed one person. There was hundreds of us out there. Yeah. Just no so they were they were definitely from orders and um we believe it was a political one and and the reporters throughout the years have said it's political. You yourself But we've undermined that all now. There's a Royal Commission of Inquiry going on, thanks to me going to the <laughs> I'll, I'll get a and question ordering it. <laughs> I know because that's what's on the thing. Yeah, you, you've got you've jam packed. You've got so much information. I've got a show that's a year long. Didn't you I'm say? To, didn't you say that's going to? I want you. I want you to drop the name shortly, and I, I want you. We to, will. I want to get people out there to understand <clears throat> that this isn't just a historical thing. This has been ongoing all this time, and the government, just like then, is the same people still playing the roles, doing the same thing. We see it with the COVID stuff. The lies, the propaganda, the cover-ups, the misdirection, all the stuff that they're not telling people. Yep. Because orders to bring in certain agendas. Yep. And these things have got to be impressed on people. You yourself, you, you went after them personally, didn't you? You had no help. You went after them no. personally. You even went and hid, you, sorry, you went and uncovered hidden files yes. to really get stake in the ball going. Yours was one of the most complete files, I believe? Yes. Yeah, I got it out myself. I was told to get it out myself instead of Grant Cameron having 189 people, they clean their files out from the Ministry of Health legal team, i.e. Linda Jacobs, yeah. sorry, Christine Lloyd, before they gave it to the lawyers. And that was found out through, and then they, that was for the first round. The second round, that's a worse story, What they, how they interviewed. Who are, the, who are the names of the people that sold you out from the government side? Well, it starts with this. So I missed that on the first round. I got my own file out, and whoa, that thick. That I followed protocol, and then Helen Clark said we will give the second round that comes through the second triage a crown-funded free lawyer. Now this is the catch. So knowing that eighty percent were married in all institutions, so at the time there was Annette King, who was a minister of health, and Helen Clark. I believe she, this was done behind her back when she was overseas doing um, visiting. So Annette King, being a, being a cabinet minister, decided to take 30% of the um, deductions of the second round and, oh my God, who signed it, who co-signed it so it would happen? Turia Turiana. Now that's Turiana, a fact. Turia. Yep, Turiana, yeah, Turia. Yeah. So what happened to sticking up for your own people? Yeah. There's a lot of survivors that are let down with this, knowing yeah. that knowledge. And I'll be bringing that forward next month at the um, Royal Commission of Inquiry. They tried to make me redact it, but it's not about patients' names. I won that fight today, so there's going to be no redaction on the names that I, because they are state officials. They want to be state officials, they get paid, they've got to be um, due process, and they've got to be um, transparent. Yeah. And that's what I'm And just before you came here, you got... You, it was it was just lucky actually. Just before you came here, you came from the Royal Commission hearing. Been there all day, supporting and, other survivors. Exactly, and you've got an exemption to drop names. Yes, yes, no redaction. I've fought that for about two weeks. What is the problem? Why haven't they been able to bring leaks back? Um, because uh, the police have taken so long with the investigation. They were duped, and it was it's so complex. This information they've got now, they've never ever had rapport because it was all before because it was all withheld from them. And this is so we're making history. It's another state cover up. Yeah, but by every government department, even 
even duping the police. And I've told them face to face many times when I've had meetings in, in Wellington in the police commissioner's office. I feel sorry for you. You, you, you know, you're talking to a guy, Tom Fitzgerald, that was went to Australia and helped set up with the Australian Police a Predator program. So he's got it in his heart. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, and he's a, a great he's, job. he's a great man. Yep. And he's got accolades for being in Australia. You come back here and he's faced with this impossible task, but we just made it easier for him. And thanks to reporters like Mike Wesley Smith, that story and the other stories he's done, that took three years and all all sponsored and paid for on wages and expenses by TV3. And they we have to thank them for that. They yeah, don't. well, we, we that, always beg mainstream media when they're pushing government propaganda. But they but you've wanted got to give this, them kudos when they, they wanted this out because yeah. they knew I was <clears> going to win <throat> my case. And when I didn't win my case, that's the end result. Yeah, and it's the truth. And you can't. It's the best kind of justice you can get. Now they have been told to. They've got to tell the people. So when you talk to people, they say, "Oh, this is not right. This is fake news. We've never heard of this. The government haven't made any announcements." Exactly. Well, it took a year and a half for us to push the Human Rights Commission in Wellington, the government department, to put it on their website about my win at the UN. You know, it's just all designed to fail. So we've been having a little wins throughout the time. So I'd done four, like I said, I'd done four admissions as a um, informal patient, a volunteer. I never gave them permission to do what they're doing to me. Yeah. But anyway, the fourth time I was put it as, they wouldn't take me back. So my mother said, well, I'll sign you over to the state. Yep. So I guess he signed the papers. Dr. Leakes, who was doing it all, and Mason Drury. Now, I looked up a bit of history about them a couple of years ago when, when I was an adult, and they went to the Tavistock, Tavistock in, Institution in England for their training. This the Tavistock now, Institute. The, uh, let's just bring everyone up to speed on that. It's, a, it's like it's almost like an extension of, or a part of, or a precursor to uh, MK Ultra. That's what it was. Behavioural modification. See how people's see, see what their um, uh, what do they call it? Mind engineering. Yep. The, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Behavioural mapping. Yep. See where their breaking points are, how much stress they can take. Thank you. Their breaking points, how yep. much pain you can do. Yep. How much pain before you die. Yep. On all parts of the body, including genitals. Tell us about that, because people need to know that this wasn't just... Um, my case, it was winning the bed, because actually, I was Roman Catholic. I was, my parents were, were Catholic. We used to go to church when we were at the farm. Every Sunday, we'd go into Ter- uh, New Plymouth. That was fine. But because I was, what's that word, circumcised as a baby, there was an infection. And it didn't take me until 2006 to go to a specialist and find out, oh, my God, you must have had an infection when you were a kid. And so your piss hole is... Is, is, is that a good description? What do you call it? Well, what can I ask? Him? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, hey, we're not PC here. It's okay. You yep. go for it. So my, my well, you and I have yep. closed up. Yep. So that hurts my, my bladder. Just like a woman pregnant, so you they get have blow to back all the time. Flow yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. So constant infections. Yeah. So, so I got tortured all those times, and TV three went through my file. They said it's ninety four times I've been um, not tortured just with on the genitals, but in my total on, on my nursing notes, ninety four times. How many of them were on the genitals? I estimated about sixteen times. Wow. So that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of human pain. That why? And you're just because they got it. They got it wrong. They used to do other ones for, um, for fighting, for 
being gay for um, all sorts of excuses, and they he put it under the headlines aversion therapy. Well, I'll tell you something. Even in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, Mister Burgess got they paid. He told me that the police paid twenty five thousand dollars for Professor Walters from Australia to get a second opinion on what Doctor Lex was doing. He said it was totally wrong. It was totally no way aversion therapy. So it was like a satanic totally, ritual. To, isn't totally it? no way to what psychiatric doc- doctors were supposed to do, and it was just out of this world. And he called it torture. So. And the and the, so the police took that with one person to the one person statement to the Crown Law and canned it. They had enough charges just on my file alone. But well, that's history. Wow. So anyway, getting back to the um, we need some interesting information here. So Turia Turiana signed her own people away because it's two generations of Maoris we're talking about here at in the institution since the sixties. So God bless her soul. And. Dr. Lex signed me over with Mason Drury. Well, Mason Drury only last week, a few days ago, was it this week, got a knighthood, for goodness sake. Well, there's there a lot of people who have got right shouldn't have them. And I get, I get shit on, on Facebook um, commenting about the truth, about how he done this and that, and no one wants to know. Well, no one wants to care. Well, and this is why I went to the UN, because no one cared. And they, well, that's the problem. You get the you get the public; they they sort of have a favourite. It's like yeah. a favourite horse in a race. Yeah, and um and they back them to the hilt. Yeah, to we've the got point a, they've almost got Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, we've got we've got we've also got a um an amazing man, an uprising star, um, Ty Henry, who 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 backs me all the way. He was the only one that stuck his neck out for me, um, back in the in the two thousand and six when I had my win, my first win at the, in Wellington District Court. Um, yeah, Messi Tutaki, he's trying to be another follow the money man, so he's all huff and puff, and he's, he hates me because I've actually do the job, and cool but, I'm not, but I'm not worried about that, so, but anyway, when I say he, his favourite is Mason Drury, a couple of days on the Facebook, well, oh my God, you should see my, my response, who are you, oh, are you racist, don't you like Mason Drury? The racism card is used as a. It's just. It a, just it's never like, stops. It's it's bandied about like hors d'oeuvres at a cocktail party. Yeah. And when you it's see ridiculous who I, who I represent, why I went to the UN, and actually there was a group of four of us in Lake Alice. We were only little kids, yep. twelve and thirteen and fourteen. We What's were, the youngest? The youngest was four years old, and that's what, that's what. Yep, that's what the the attorney general told me. Now we've got that four years four old. year old. As an adult coming to the Royal Commission next month in June. How many Jesuit? How many? How many? How many? So, how many former patients of Lake Ellis have actually passed on? Do you believe have died and will never get to have justice? Well, I saw cabinet cap- papers because Ty Henry sent a letter in, and Jonathan Coleman was health minister by then, and I was told you can't read them, but you can look through them. Yep. So I wanted to know what happened to thirty-six claimants that hadn't received their their um, compensation out of the second round that they advertised in the paper one day. They couldn't be found because they were do- they died. So they died pretty quick. They they died? Just remember uh, natural causes, but, you know, people are living in... And David Collins, who who was our lawyer at one stage, he turned around and said he went around with Judge Gallon, who'd done the Gallon report, um, places like Taranaki... They were too scared to come out of their homes thinking the white man, white 
white coat man is going to come and take them back to Lake Alice. They've never got over it. They've been living in shock and trauma all their lives. And, it, and this do you is, believe it still happens to this day? That's what the Attorney General said back then. When they come and interviewed me, they couldn't believe how many victims are still in shock. What about they've never gotten over it because it's just too traumatic for them. And what about modern day institutions? Do you believe the same type of things are still happening in state care now? Well, they close them all. I don't, I, and I and I don't know. But this is a fight for our future kids. Yeah. So this don't happen. In, this has been going on since the sixties. Just remember, child trafficking. Pe- pe- basically, people like people like Doctor Leakes. And Mason Drury went together to England for training. And, oops, there had been other people too who have gone over there, but not for the same thing as doctors, for the, to do the course. And that is Helen Clark. And also I found out today, Jacinda Hasdern has gone over there. So, my God, what are we fighting against? And now this is all under the, under the ruling of, you can call it what you may, eugenics, um, population control, um, weeding out the weak ones. They've done, they've done videos on it. And it's about if you're handicapped or if you've got something born wrong with, with you and have got a defect, they want to chuck you in an institution and get rid of you. Or house you. There's farms with handicapped people. Well, if you look at the pedigree is, of politicians. This is, this is, so they think they're the elite. Yeah. And all I can say is, um, I don't know what your beliefs are, but all I can say is beware of the vaccine. Toe Henry got it and he's very, very sick at the moment. So yeah, and that was only last twisted week. Twisted individuals. They prepared to kill your own. Yeah, and I tell so, you what, judging by like like you just said, Helen Clark and the other people, judging by that pedigree of politicians that have gone through that institute. Pedigree? I wouldn't call them pedigree. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be nice and give it like a a, a narrative, you. a historical narrative. Yep. And you can see the people who have been in charge through different systems, different state enterprises and government. Yep. It's no wonder we're now facing a problem with all this draconian legislation coming down the track. Yep. So we've got to cut it here. Um, I, I want you back on in the future for an entire show. Awesome. Because we will, we will, like I said, we'll drop, we'll drop more names. We'll tell people exactly what these, these clowns are up to. And we'll, um, we'll lift the scab for well, all to see. Well, we're doing it. And if you, if you watch the video at the end of this closing, you'll see exactly what, that is our video. And we are not going away. Yep. And, the, and we haven't gone away, and this is our time in, the, in June. Paul? I know it's hard, mate. I'm trying not to cry myself, so let's just... We'll just... Before I crack up... Your um, mother took care I've of got that. To, yeah, I know. I've got to try and keep composed. So, um... As we go out, we'll be bringing Heather Mary Pennycook in from the Agricultural Action Group next via Skype. Uh, let's hope our technicians have um, got onto that. But in the meantime, I want you to... When you're watching this next video, um, it's a it's a cover song of a of a um, of a lady by the name of Shannon Purser, Sunflower Song, and I want you to think about kids who go to bed at night and they fear the ones who will never have a childhood because it was robbed from them, and the crap that still goes on today all over the damn world. You think about that while you listen to this. This is a cover done by um. By my daughter, actually, Trinity Alp. Check it out. Rose girls and glass vases, perfect bodies, perfect faces. They all belong in 
say to that next guest uh skyping in where hopefully we've got our uh tech on, tech on there is here the mary pentecook from um the agricultural action group these are the ones who are leading the fight back of the farmers and the agricultural industry the ones who are well the government wants to basically eviscerate wipe off the map drive them from the land and make us all subservient to handouts so we're more easily controlled everyone knows it it's about time everyone started talking about it. So Heather, thanks for coming on again. Really appreciate it. It's good getting a, an update of what's happening out there in the provinces. So what's the latest from the farming agriculture sector? Are there more land grabs coming down the track? And is, how's the organic growth of the pushback? Hi, Kelvin. Thanks so much for the chance to come in and, and update what's going on. So, yes, what we're doing is we're seeing the the probably the most in-your-face kind of move from the government at the moment is the blatant theft or confiscation of land under the SNA, significant natural areas. So um, this this movement recently hit the west coast of the South Island and in it the government tasks the local regional councils and if you're, for example, in Southland it would be also Environment Southland or in Canterbury, ECAN. So if there's a body um, that looks after the environment, they're also tasked with doing this. Places like the west coast, it's only the council who does it. But anyway, they're given the legislation that what they must do is survey every single farm go out there, video it, and then they go back to the office and they draw circles around the land that they are going to designate significant natural areas. And this is not just if it's a wetland. There can be a myriad of reasons. It can be a historical significance. It can be a landscape aesthetic significance. It could be, you know, um, not even necessarily indigenous biodiversity. They might say, say this is, you know, a very small population of, for example, the plover, which perhaps came in from Australia. So there's a myriad of reasons why they can decide that they want to designate an area in SNA. Then what happens is the farmer loses the use of that land. The farmer does not get any um, recompense, any compensation. The farmer has to fence it off. The farmer has to do weed control and the farmer cannot put stock on it. So what's happening is it's a classic manoeuvre, which we've seen from this government repeatedly. The spin goes on. They say we need to save our environment. We need to save our wetlands. They take something which on the surface is a good cause and then they just put it on steroids and use it as the justification to take 
thousands of hectares off farmers. In the West Coast recently, we spoke to one farmer who lost 90, 90% of his farm. Wow. This whole movement now has just hit the Tasman Marlborough area. So um, the farmers there are getting hammered and getting told by the council that we're coming to, to survey your land. And so our farming community, there's a lot of pain going on there and people still... Um, you know, we have to work quite hard to educate Kiwis because we tend to really respect authority and to believe if an authority figure tells us we have to do something, we have to do it. But the reality is we have our rights. We have our rights to not consent to things which will harm us and destroy our livelihood and our mental health and our financial health. And so what we're doing at AAG is firstly informing people about what's really going on about the big picture yep. and then... Um, through a variety of methods, including newsletter, our website, um, talks face-to-face, inspiring and motivating people that they can push back and then facilitating them, giving them the tools, putting them in touch with the people and just making sure that local groups that form will have whatever they need to push back in their area. We're we're not centralised. You don't join Agricultural Action Group. We are here to empower and facilitate and to create decentralised empowerment, which is the opposite of what the government's doing. Government wants to take all the control back, whether it's the three waters or whatever, they want to centralise everything. And so the SNAs is one of the hardest-hitting current legislations of course we're having a myriad of fallout from the freshwater regulations which are impossible to meet and are going to be getting even stricter freshwater coming out of the bush usually doesn't even meet these criteria and the uh, maximum allowable value for healthy drinking water of nitrates is 11.2 micrograms per litre and yet under the current legislation we're down to 2.4 micrograms per litre and they've said they're heading it down to one. So they're going to one eleventh of the safe drinking level. They're putting the farmers under the stress and the pressure of having to go one eleventh of the safe value. It's just called changing the goalposts, all these audit programs that the government is pushing through via legislation. Yeah, when the farmers come on, their data's mined because the government, if you read the United Nations agenda, and just to remind our listeners of the facts, yes. the United Nations agenda, the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which sound great, you need to get hold of the 351-page document, which has the fine print and tells you exactly what the things mean. For example, they say we'll have a sustainable future. Well, in that 351-page document, you can find out what they term unsustainable. In there, they say roading is unsustainable, irrigation is unsustainable, private ownership of land and businesses and houses is unsustainable. And humans are unsustainable. Yeah. Yep, the family unit is unsustainable. You know, it's really is horrifying reading. And so, and, and people will say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. Well, sorry, no, it's, it's not. The video evidence of Jacinda Ardern, goalkeepers, August 2019, standing up the New York seminar and proudly reporting to the world that New Zealand in August 2019 had already implemented all of this agenda into our legislation. So it's not just rural legislation, it's their in the um, building industry codes, you see these little rabbit hutch super cities being formed. It's in city planning. It's right through water, everything you can think of, education, health. You've, you read um, that, you've, they want inventory, everything, and take control. Yep, you've obviously you're a farmer, so <laughs> you've and you, and because you've travelled the width and breadth of the country, talking to a whole lot of other farmers who have the same yep. concerns you do and they're getting hit the same as you do, 
I personally, like I said, and, I, and I'm not going to change my mind until we get a full forensic audit of that election, I believe it was rigged. I absolutely do. The historical norms don't match, the data doesn't match, and it fails the logic. Do you believe yourself that there's something not quite right about the 2020 general election? There's definitely something not quite right, and the evidence that we see is the political statisticians saying what happened in the South Island is impossible, yep. statistically impossible, and we have been asking, we have spoken at 72 or 73 talks all over New Zealand so far, about half on each island. We keep saying to farmers, you know, we are given this narrative in the media that farmers and their wives voted Red voted Labor to keep the Greens out. Is that true? Well, they get pretty angry with us and they say, you know, bleep no way off. Hell, basically. Why, why would we vote for them? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely there's something very um, off with the election results. Um, yeah, and the, I guess the sad thing is that we really have to be aware, though, that all the the parties which are in power in government at the moment are all following the same UN agenda. They are indeed. Bought and paid for. Uh, I call them political whores. That's exactly what they yeah. are. <laughs> I, I tell you what also, um, another thing which is quite concerning and just beginning to happen now too, Calvin, is um, legislation was also bought in um, between one and two years ago. And as the government does, they boil the frog just slowly, slowly notch yeah. by notch. Realise what's happening, but um, we have a system called the the Nate system where farmers have to tag and register movement of deer and cattle because of TB. Yeah, and so um, what we're actually seeing is this legislation came out quite a while ago, which makes a requirement that all landowners have to register all their animals, not tag them and report them, but they have to uh, report their movement. They have to tell the government exactly how much they have of livestock and right down to you know dogs and cats as well now this was not enforced at first now recently the farmers have just been getting a whole lot of emails sent out from MPI reminding them that this is compulsory and if you look overseas because quite often you'll see these things come in overseas first you'll see in the UK they've already implemented the system where people even urban people have to register every single animal so if you've got a cat and you live in the town and you want to give your cat to your neighbour in the UK, you now have to ask permission from the government, fill out a form, and then you're told you can or you can't. You know, this is, if you read that UN agenda, it's yeah. about if you take control of everything, you need to inventory everything. Even beekeepers in the UK have been told that they will need to report the numbers of their bees. Go figure. Jesus. And you know That's a big job. Oh, so run around after the, run around flower to flower? Yeah, it gets insane really quick. And a disturbing example, which I saw of this, um, it's it's very deceitful data mining as well. And so just as an aside, all of those, your freshwater management plan, they're telling farmers they'll have to write under the new legislation all your, there'll be pages of farm information about all kinds of things, what, what chemicals are applied, what crops grown, just a whole lot of private information, which will be going to the public arena if they, do a freshwater management plan but I saw something very sneaky that happened late last year. Now um, I've spoken to people in the South Island and it happened all over the South I presume it happened in the North Island as well but the farmers received a letter which um, appeared to be the annual Westpac Rescue Helicopter Trust asking for funding but the farmers brought it to our attention because it was actually about an eight plus page document. It wasn't just asking for funding it um, it had each letter had a personalised 
printout map of each farm. What did that cost to print personalised maps for each farm? When you studied the envelope carefully, it actually had in small writing, it had come from MPI. Wow. And what they did is they asked all kinds of questions under the assumption supposedly that in case you have an accident on your farm please mark on this map adjust the borders if they're not correct show us all the helicopter landing spots and so that we don't disturb your livestock or your crops please tell you know you had to tell them what livestock you had where you kept it um helicopter pilots are experienced they're not stupid and and they know once they're hovering above where they can damn well land eh? Exactly, but if you've just told them every piece of livestock you have and every crop you grow and where it is and where the helicopter landing zones are, it's pretty easy to go in there um, if there's it. something going on and you want ordering stock or if you want to be uploading assets. So, you know, yes, it does sound conspiracy theory, but read the 305 document and you'll see these guys want to be in control of everything. And so, you know, that's a really deceitful yep. way. And a lot of farmers, it was eight plus pages. They a lot of farmers threw it in the bin and said, we, you know, we don't have the time to do this. They saw it as being something pretty odd. But how can you justify that? You know, that is blatant data mining, but done in a super deceitful way. Absolutely. So and the government's mm. in lockstep, like you say, with the UN agenda to do exactly that. It's the not-so-great reset. Jacinda Ardern and her government are, of course, at the forefront of this. And it's all bad news coming down the uh, legislative line from them. All those other uh, politicians from the different parties, as you say, they're all bought and paid for. They're all in lockstep as well. They, Of course, they ramble on about being um, in opposition. But look at the actions. Why aren't they blowing the lid like we are? Why, why aren't they bringing the facts and evidence and actually telling people, hey, wake up. You know, it's going to be your life soon. You know what I mean? Yep. I think it's. I think people have got to get mobile. They've got to push back. And that's why I said we turned this into our central command because we want to help coordinate everyone to push back in one go. Last week, of course, as you know, we uh, gave people all the information on the um, allodial title, how to get their land, put it to allodial title, and it takes it completely out from under them. We gave the legal framework. We gave the backup. Um, so I hope the farmers, in one fell hit, all at one stage, do it all together at the same time. And remember, you don't have to have you don't have to have licenses, permits, um, or or ask permission to do anything on your land after that. And you have the right, absolute right, to defend it by any means necessary. Yes, absolutely. Because the the bold bold truth is that you know if you remain under the jurisdiction of this government. Their mission is to legislate, audit, and charge, and fine you out of existence as a right. farmer. Look, at 2030, they're going to phase out fossil fuels. How are you going to drive around your harvesting equipment, your farm trucks, whatever, if you're having to do it off a battery? A tractor, one single tractor would require a 10-ton electric battery. I mean, that is insane itself. You just look around at the push towards getting rid of meat production. Um, pretty... Uh, yeah, it's pretty horrific. We, we've got pretty probably we've got over and wild at the moment in the USA. They've already got a bill in front of their parliament where they will eradicate all livestock. Yeah, it will be illegal to raise livestock. They've got more than twelve thousand ranches over there. They raise more. They than want to grow it in a lab of cattle alone, and they're just going to make it illegal overnight. You know, yeah. 
it's insane. They're outlawing backyard chickens. You know, even here under the climate uh, crisis supposed um, regulations, they're talking about officially a 15% herd reduction for farmers. Yep. The minister, they would like to see 30% and behind closed doors, they're talking about a 50% slaughtering of stock. And then also you factor in, because it's already come in in the USA, so it'll be here very soon. Remember, we have a rogue government with a um, majority who can bring in whatever they want. So in the UK... An they illegitimate government what, at that. Yep. Just in saying. the UK, they passed a law where you cannot slaughter any livestock till they reach quarter of their natural lifespan well for a cow that's 18 years so you're looking at four and a quarter four and a half years before you can slaughter a cow so no more bobby calf slaughtering um for chickens they are saying eight years old so you can't um you can't slaughter a chicken until it's two years old sheep i think was 15 years so four and a bit kfc is going to have a problem then I know. Well, what do they want? You know, how do you control a population? Ultimately, the UN agenda is a communist agenda. Rockefeller admitted it was based on communist China. So if you're going to subjugate the people, you need to control the water, which they're already doing with legislation, the food. Well, you put farmers out of production and you create a food shortage and the government hands out their plant protein to those in favour and those who are not. There's the power. And, um, yeah, this is why they're hitting the farmers first. But make no mistake, they're coming for the rest of the population as well. Farmers first because they provide the food. And if you can um, bigger them up economy-wise, because they're the ones who are servicing our massive debt, which we need to find more than $46 billion a year to service our debt, Impossible. which is between... Yep. Even hundred billion. Yeah, and and, so, and that's and that's the trick, isn't it? Because, like I said, the five things that keep the lifeblood of an economy going—that these guys have basically prostituted away and sold us out on—energy, water, transport, finance, and communications. Yep. All this talk about oh, we need to privatise stuff because governments can't run business. All it was was fattening things up so they could sell it off like they have, and they've sold us down the river. And the farmers, the one. The one industry that could always bring us back from um, financial ruin, they now want to target and completely destroy. And it's a modern day land grab. And I said before, we've got to get together everyone. I don't care if they're farmers or not. They can be a truck driver. Go in mass, convert your land and fight back because you are in a fight for your life. You may not think so, but I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah, and, and it's really important, Kelvin, that we unite, like it's strength in numbers, united we stand, divided we fall, Absolutely. and the farmers need to understand that we have a right to say no, to not consent, and to defend ourselves if we're being harmed by taking measures like a low-deal title. And so I really encourage people to jump on our website, www.aag.org. Org.nz. We've got, um, we've just gone live with that, so there'll be a whole lot of information coming on over the next two weeks. But we've got links to information. We've got the information about how you can prepare yourself and what you can do locally. We are going around. We've got talks coming up in Tasman and Marlborough. We've just penciled in. We're looking at hopefully being in Blenheim, 23rd of May, and in Nelson, the 26th of May. So if anybody um, is in that area and would be able to help us with. Um, 
support of finding a suitable venue and, and getting some flyers out. We provide you with all the stuff and the funding to do that, but we need people on the ground there to organise that for us. So um, we want to get up Tasman, Melbourne, because they're feeling the pain pretty hard at the moment. Last week we went back to Awaka, which is a little town on the coast in Southland. That was a follow-up meeting from a prior meeting there, sort of four or six weeks earlier. Now, those farmers mean business. They turned out en masse Good. where people stand before we had people standing in the kitchen they were ready for stage <clears> two what, what do we do now and there's plenty we can do but if we don't the window is short if we don't realize what's really happening and we don't unite and stand together yep. nothing will happen and you'll see the end of life as we know it i agree with music. you and that's why this show is important that's why we're pushing this yep. and we're going to continuously have you on so we can hammer that point home if people don't want to eat tonight Get rid of the farmers. If people don't want a, uh, a way to come back from financial ruin, then let the farmers go by the wayside. That's that's your choice. Live or die. Because that's what's going to happen. And with this injection and these jabs, I tell you what, if, it, it's almost like we're in a bloody movie. You know what I mean? You've got a whole conspiracy. And it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. It's a fact there's a conspiracy against us all. And nothing... Quite like the, being illustrated by yourself and the farmers. Yeah, we are definitely in a war, Calvin, and the biggest weapon they've got is media and propaganda. Yeah. And I just, I really hope that there are not any people left out there who believe that what's said on the news is true and what's in the major newspapers is true. It is not. Yeah, the government paid of off the media by more than $125 million when someone else is paying your bills. Whose story are you going to tell? That person who's paying you. So, People need to turn off their televisions. People need to start doing their own research because you'll find out pretty fast. It's yeah. as simple as number one step, read that UN agenda, the 351-page details. Exactly. Get hold of that. And they've got to start also, talking to their damn neighbours and actually get re getting yep. reconnected again. So we've got a jet, yep. but... Um, People support the farmers. Come on, they're going to form the crest of this human tsunami we're going to create to reclaim our country. We've got to get rid of the Chinese influence in this country because I'm telling you what, they are behind it 100%. Who do you think we're in debt to? Who do you think's planning the downfall of the world? Our election was rigged, I'm telling you now, and sooner or later we will find that out. As usual, just like Paul proved in the last segment, they cover up, they obfuscate, they, they just do anything they can to avoid light being shone on their darkness. Well, not anymore. We're here in full beam. So thanks, Heather. Um, that's www.aag.org. There you go. Everyone, go on there, research it properly, get hold of them if you have any questions, and Heather, tell everyone about Lodial Title. Because you then have the right to defend yourself. And I'll say, it, I'll say it myself. If you've got a people or a government that should be subservient to us coming on your land to dispossess you and basically wipe out the supply chain for food in this country, you have the right to put a bullet in their ass. Fact. And I'll be welcome to anyone who wants to sue me to say that. We have the facts and evidence. You don't, Jacinda. Moving right along. Anyway, we're going to play one of my favourite clips. And then when we come back on the other side, we'll have Sue Gray, a lawyer who is also fighting a good fight. Thanks, Heather. Listen Thanks. up. 
begun, just watch and see It's all started, everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP They have all life for too long We will end what they do wrong Spread the word all through Hong Kong Let's take down the CCP Welcome back to Counterspin Central Command. Next up, we have a we have Sue Gray, a lawyer who's fighting the good fight. Now I know everyone gives lawyers heaps, but I tell you what, this is one woman who's not pulling her punches. Welcome, Sue, and can you bring us up to speed on exactly what's happening with the case you're taking and the ramifications of that? Brilliant. Hey, thanks, Calvin. Great to be on your show. Really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, so um, I wrote a letter to the Prime Minister back at the end of March querying the legality of their COVID vaccine approval that was done through MedSafe and also a number of um, claims that were made about that vaccine, you know, safe and effective, because what seemed to me was that there was a very nice story that the government had written about this vaccine. You know, safe and effective. Yeah, we heard all that. New Zealand, we can all go on holiday again. Um, Everything will be back to normal. Sounds great, but it didn't quite ring true. So when I started looking really into the documents, there was a big difference between what the documents said and the government's story that they'd written. So um, they didn't answer my letter, And my clients who were um, interested in this asked me to file proceedings on their behalf. So back, I think it was the 15th of April, we filed urgent proceedings in the High Court asking for a declaration about the legality of this approval for the vaccine. Um, Managed to get an urgent hearing before the judge and another telephone conference. And as a result of all that, we've got a hearing next Wednesday, the 12th of May in the High Court, Wellington. What do you think the outcome of that will be? Well, I know what the outcome should be because yeah. based on the we evidence all, yeah. that I've seen, yeah. there is, the, the process was the most odd process I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, and they basically ignored the law and they ignored their own documentation. I do not understand how this vaccine could have been approved in New Zealand. Yeah, the government's got a history of just ignoring all their own laws. I mean, they've <laughs> remember all the retrospective legislation. They get themselves in trouble right. legally, like when they steal public money to push their propaganda. They get caught, they pass retrospective legislation that suddenly makes it legal. Yeah. Look, I mean, what you learn at law school about the rule of law and there's all these constitutional protections, you know, and you've got different branches of government. You've got the legislature who write the law. You've got the executive who implement the law and you've got the judges who rule on the law. Sounds great. But they're all sellout pricks, aren't they? 
what I've learned in practice is very different. And in the middle of all that, you have, for example, crown law. Yep. And crown laws seem to have sort of fingers in every pie. They do. And there's no crown law act that says what their responsibilities are. You know that they must act in the public interest and ensure that the law is upheld in New Zealand and that government acts um, in accordance with sound principles of public law. None of that is there. It's all just sort of made up as they go along, I think. And you're right. And we proved that <clears throat> we proved that with our uh, session with Liz on a load of your title, and we, we delved into that right back to uh, I think it was what fourteen sixty nine, where King Charles had his head cut off, and they prevented anyone from proclaiming themselves to be king um, of England, Ireland, and the dominions thereof from that point on. So everything was ruled by Parliament. That's why you have a Queen's Coronation Oath Act and nothing else, <clears throat> because there is no more sovereign that sits above that. So the crown itself is no longer the queen. That she's just a figurehead. Our um, our governor general, for example, wears two hats. Parliament will, will Parliament will recommend a governor general. It'll go into the governor general. Governor general will put its hat on by orders in council, give it royal assent, and away they go. It's just a circular shenanigans. Mm. That's all it is. Mm. And there's no, um, you know, we go through this sort of cycle of elections where we've made all these promises and vote for me and I'll do this and vote for us and we'll do that. But what actually happens is the day they walk into the door of parliament, it seems like they forget everything they ever promised, everything they ever said. Um, They forget the law. They forget all the, yeah, just the commitments to everybody. They forget that real people are actually struggling to get by and they go and do their own thing. Exactly. I mean, like I've said before, I don't give a shit if a poli- probably was the wrong word, but so I get a bit passionate about these things. I don't really care if a politician's as thick as two short planks. All their main job is is to take the will of the people into Parliament, the common will into Parliament, and then when they're in Parliament, they're to appoint the uncommon intelligence to implement, to facilitate, not dictate. This government has well and truly gone off the rails, and it, it's, they're like an out of control car with a with a uh, GPS that's on the fritz. It needs, the GPS needs to be replaced. Rip that driver out, kick him to the curb, put someone else sane in there, and send it in the right direction. That's not happening. And you're proof of that. The fact that you actually have to fight for the safety of everyone in this country because you've got those lemmings who are soaking up the mainstream media crap, injecting that into their arms, sure, some people it uh, doesn't affect but there's a lot of adverse reactions. Actually, can you give us some information about that? Give us some information they're not telling us. What are they covering up? Well, I've lost track of how many adverse reactions there are in New Zealand and around the world. We've had to set up a database for all the reports coming in of the sudden deaths of often sort of middle-aged people, sometimes younger people who have had a vaccine and then died. Now, it's not to say they necessarily died. But from it's a bit vaccine. convenient, isn't it? But they might have died. And what's (laughs) happening is nobody's following this up. You know, if you were really genuinely interested in looking at the safety of a vaccine, wouldn't you have people ringing around, you know, a day later and saying, hey, how are you doing? Have you had any symptoms? You know, have you got any headaches? Have you got a fever? Have you got blood clotting? Any of these things? Because we need to follow up and do some proper research. Nothing happens. In fact, it's the opposite. People die. And even that doesn't get considered as any possible consequences only if somebody manages to get a report through to the government um, calm website but even then we've got cases where people have been hospitalized 
directly after the vaccine. The hospital said that it was caused by the vaccine. There's no other possible cause. The person was fit and healthy until they had the vaccine. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're almost on their deathbed in hospital. Gets finally onto the CALM website. But when their weekly reports come out, there's absolutely no mention that anybody's been hospitalised. Yeah, exactly. So do you think someone like Jacinda Ardern, who's actually, like I said, she's the, she's the spearhead of this little ruckus, do you think she can be held criminally liable for reckless endangerment of the public health? Just to name, just 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 that one charge I could think of. I could think of treason and everything. Yeah, look, it, it it's really difficult at the moment. We're focusing on the civil side of things. You yeah. know, was this vaccine lawfully approved? But there has to be accountability. We can't have these people who we elect to represent us who then go off on their own agenda and do their own thing and it becomes like they're deaf and blind. You know, anybody can get on the internet and find all this evidence of harm. They can find all these alternative treatments that have worked really, really well around the world and yet the people that we pay to do this for us can't find any of this information. All they can find is this very narrow one perspective yeah. that actually does no good for the public at all and takes us nowhere. Exactly. It's, so it's, people have got to see the trend here. I mean, look at the farmers. You you would you would have listened in on that. The, the farmers I, I are facing the same thing. It's a load of it's basically poison wrapped in a pretty wrapper and of course sold to the public. Same thing with what you're going through now. You, you, you have the facts, you have the evidence, you know what the case outcome should be. That should be an immediate halt to all exactly. um, vaccines. Exactly. Full stop. The public welfare, you know, people are gambling with our lives yeah. based on an experimental vaccine. You know, I made myself a T-shirt. I trust my own immunity before their experimental vaccine. 100% and I agree with that. I absolutely do. And I can't understand why anyone would tr- would trust this so-called innovative experimental, call it what you like, vaccine yep. that doesn't finish its safety trials until 2023. Real lab rats, aren't we? We're guinea pigs. Yeah, absolutely. And all they've done is looked at two months on a small number of people, not very many old people, not very many people of different ethnicities, nobody under 16, mostly people that were pretty fit and healthy to start with. They haven't looked at the effect of if you've on any medication. So look at how many New Zealanders are on statins and all sorts of other medications. Exactly. They don't know what the effects are on any of those things. But because some bureaucrat has given the approval, the tick for this, they now assume that it's safe and they tell us it's safe and they now assume that if anybody has any dies or has any effect, that's just a coincidence. You know, there's so many coincidences since this vaccine has started. It's unbelievable. Well, it is unbelievable. Um, Everything, all of a sudden, it has to be the public that proves the harm instead of the vaccine company that's making profit proving that their product is safe. The whole thing is back to front. And if you were so um, confident <clears throat> in your product, in this case the vaccines, why would you need to previously seek um, immunity from liability or any prosecution, yeah? Exactly. Why would you need an indemnity from the government, which is exactly what uh, Pfizer have got. I OIA'd the Minister of Finance and I got a copy of the indemnity documents, but with lots of redactions. So you can't actually see exactly what they've said. More cover-ups. 
Yeah, in principle, they've covered it. They've um, they've given them an indemnity for any claims. Now that's on top of ACC. So in New Zealand, you can't sue for personal injury anyway. What what you can sue for is a health and safety breach, and this is getting really interesting because. All around the country, people are being told that if they even question the vaccine, they'll lose their job. Now, just yes, think about it. that. Under health and safety law, if you identify risk, you must discuss it with your employer yep. and they must take all steps to avoid the risk. But yet again, the vaccine's got its own special rule. Not only, well, it hasn't got a rule, it's got an invented policy that if anyone dares to question the wisdom of this approval or the rollout of the vaccine, they're basically fired. I've been to a meeting with, yeah. with a nurse who was threatened with dismissal because she dared to say to a woman who was breastfeeding her baby, hey, did you know that this vaccine hasn't been tested for the safety for people who are pregnant or breastfeeding? So she's getting hauled over the coast for doing her damn job. Exactly, exactly. And it's so wrong. We gave the um, employer a fair barrel about their employment obligations and they've agreed to go away and have a look at it, but it should never have got anywhere near where it got to. They, they're being misinformed by the government the, and the government's advice about health and safety is completely wrong compared to the law. I've done an OIA to the Minister of Works safe and to his CEO of WorkSafe and I've asked them a whole series of questions which they should have immediate answers to because surely over the last six months they've been thinking about these things but no they can't answer my questions they need more time yeah see this and you can forgive people for taking on the mindset that they want to just go down there kick their doors and hang them from the nearest lampposts seriously who the hell actually that, believes that what I they're doing is right well the problem they've got, and whether you're looking at the way poisons are dealt with, whether you're looking at genetic modification, whether you're looking at um, vaccines, any of these things, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. The decisions all favour the corporates and Always. the public bears the risk of everything. We are the same peasants, they are the lords. Yeah, it's it's completely back to front of what they should be doing. And the, the heartbreaking thing for me is we were taught the precautionary principle applies. So if there's a basically red flags that something might be dangerous, the whole responsibility shift around the other way yeah. and you err on the side of caution, Always. protect the community. And that's that's a great principle. But what happens in practice is the opposite. And it's because you've got public servants, just think of those words, public yeah. servant, they're in the jobs acting supposedly for us in accordance with laws that are written carefully and thought through through a public process. But in practice, they are ignoring the laws and they're forgetting that they're public servants and they seem to be spending most of their time justifying what the various elected representatives, and again, think of that, elected representatives, yes. that they're forgetting what they're there for. And all the laws and that they're passing lately have no due process. They have no public consultation. No. Their idea of consultation is saying, public, we're doing this, you're being consulted, shut up. Right? Exactly. Well, look at this COVID vaccination law. So you've got a vaccine that's scraped through 
with a provisional consent. So that means it didn't meet the criteria for a full consent as a new medicine. It only scraped through these 58 conditions that they've imposed on it, conditions about more testing for safety, more testing for effectiveness, and more testing for the integrity of the processes when they went from the laboratory to factories to make it on a, a grand scale. Yeah. Um, it's only approved as a provisional consent. It can only be approved for a limited number of people, and that's pretty sensible, limited number of people because it's only a provisional medicine. We don't really know. <coughs> In trials, safe. yeah. You've got to do more testing. Yeah. Um, and restricted use, restricted treatment. So, you know, if somebody's dying of something and there's no medicine, you might understand why somebody might be, that person might be experimented on with a new medicine. Yeah. I get that. But what I don't get is a medicine that is or a novel vac so-called vaccine that is only can't meet the criteria given this provisional consent process and all of a sudden rolled out for the entire population over 16. Exactly. And then all of a sudden we have all these laws, long-standing Bill of Rights and international laws that you cannot force medical treatment on anybody. But all of a sudden, the government's forcing medical treatment on people or they lose their job. Exactly. Now, she's tried to say, just to try to say, have you seen, there's a video going around on YouTube. I suggest everyone to go and look for it, um, where it shows the slide where the goalposts have been moving from the start. No <laughs> mandatory this, that one thing, other. No, no yep. one will have any bad effects if they say no. You know, if they decide to yep. use their brain, that is. Not very much encouraged by this government, I might add, after that. But... You see how she's constantly saying, no, that's fine. But what she's actually done is she's laid the um, onus on the companies themselves. So she's getting her no jab, no job. You will be vaccinated whether you like it or not. Border workers one minute, then you'll have on the trains next, then the buses and anything to do with the public food industry and all that. They're going to achieve their agenda one way or the other, aren't they? Well, that's what they will do if we let them. Yeah. We could actually stop it pretty easily. I mean, if all the border workers said, hey, no thanks, I'm not a guinea pig, yeah. I'm not doing this, and they all stood together and said, well, we're out of here, and the pilots did the same, and the nurses did the same, and the doctors did the same. Just lock the country down, the people lock the country down instead of the government. Yeah, we just lock yeah. it down and say nothing's getting through, nothing's getting done unless you piss off. Exactly. Once you get your head around the fact that the government is not looking after our interests, they are not the white knight that is going to save us. They are the I problem, agree. they're not the solution. Once you get your head around that and start to think, well, actually, what can we do? You get in a different headspace and there's actually things that we can do. And there's yeah. lots of things. You know, the, the wharfies, if they don't want to have a mandatory experimental injection, just say, hey, we're out of here. Exactly. We're on strike. Down tools Either. and walk off. Gone. I can't really see the politicians coming in from Wellington getting on the docks and doing their job. So, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, it's, 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 there's a large agenda at play. I mean, you know, we're sold a bill of goods through the TV and all the government propaganda that they've, their smiles and their millions of dollars for their Be Kind um, logo and slogans, team of five million bullshit. It's about, what, seven million now with all the damn immigrants coming in. What they've done is they've basically stolen our language. They've stolen words yep. like safe yes. and effective and kind and compassionate, yep. and they've given them a completely different meaning than what we understand those words to mean. Yes, and the modification so they, of everything. 
is a distraction to drive the divide so we don't come together to stop these psychopathic lunatics from coming and wiping us out. That's my that's what yeah. I believe. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean I can't I can't say what you say, but I can say I whatever I please. You can too, Sue. We're not PC here. <laughs> we tell it like it is, facts and evidence. But I love yeah. what you're doing yeah. and I tell you what, the people are behind you. I know you've got a lot of support out there. So we yeah, want to um brilliant thing. The the support is amazing, you know, because we started with almost well, we started with no budget and um just a lot of research and a lot of committed people coming together. But what happened is I love this idea of crowdsourcing people, you know, expertise. Like yes. people want to do something. Okay, hey, if you've got expertise in this, come and help us. If you've got expertise in that, come and help us. Yes. Work with guys like you guys that are actually getting the information out there. There's all sorts of different people with amazing skills. And we can actually connect together and we can actually do whatever needs to be done. I kind of wake up in the morning and I go, right, what do I need to do today? Yeah. And someone will ring me or send me a message or whatever. It's like, yep, that's what we need to Falls do today. Into place. So, you know, we can do it. We just have to change the mentality and and take take control of our own lives. Yeah, the CCP-backed government have um, – painted a real ugly picture of our future and they're ramming it down our throats through the legislative draconian crap we can form a better picture we're all jigsaw puzzle pieces like you say if we come together we map our own future we don't need those cretins we can come together and do it ourselves so let's get rid of these get together actually write a constitution and um live free and all that sort of stuff do you mind if you come on the show again because um, we're going to do a big COVID um, show where we're going to have some international experts that are going to lay waste to Bloomfield and that Susie Person of the Year joke. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they're just going to be destroyed because they're just like primers trying to talk well, against the professors that we're going to bring on. <clears throat> I mean, the, 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 the horrible thing is, you know, we've had some really brave doctors and scientists step up and support us, yeah. and they're incredibly well-researched. They've got the best information they can get from all around the world. They they talk to their colleagues. They listen. They learn. Yeah. And they come up with all these solutions. You know, there's a lot of solutions we can do to take control of our own immunity. We don't need injections. Exactly. You know, Vitamins, there's, there's um, you know, sunshine, like it's very clear research. If you have a good vitamin D level, which you get from sunshine or supplements or food, if you have a good vitamin D level, you do not get bad effect from COVID. And what about it's the cheap um, treatments like hydroxychloroquine or Invermectin? Invermectin's exactly. 100% success rate in all of their trials. I have Except seen the if evidence. You read, if you read what our experts say for our government yep. they they deny that there's any research whatsoever that has any benefit shows any beneficial effect from ivermectin well it's just like it's like what are they reading yeah they're definitely not reading the the people who went to congress in the u.s and basically laid waste <laughs> to them they took all of the studies they said the studies you guys relied on are bought and paid for these ones yeah. here we funded ourselves so therefore it's independent and yep. they said they're all peer-reviewed as well, 100% success rate, 100%. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is that science is so manipulated. I mean, I studied science before law, and it breaks my heart because 
it shouldn't matter who a scientist is working for, they should come up with the same answer. Exactly. But what's really clear is that doesn't happen anymore, no. that they, they give the answer depending on who's paying their bills. And the government and the corporates have got the money, the community hasn't. So scientists get basically starved to death unless they work for the corporates. Exactly. History's littered with that. Look at smoking, remember? Us mm. smokers used to be cool at one stage. We were on the movie sets and all. We're making a comeback. But... um. Uh, but we were told safe as, yeah, you can smoke it when you're pregnant, you can do this. And, of course, then they had to settle mass lawsuits because they lied through their teeth all that time. <laughs> the same thing's happening again. What, that Dine 35 pill, I think it was? Females were getting cancer, dying of that. Um, no, it's nothing to do with that. Must be something else. And what happened? Bang. They had to pay out as well because what was it doing? Proving cancer. Because the efficacy and long-term effects of this, these vaccines are not known, what's going to happen in three to five years when people start dropping dead? We're going to go for another 20, 25 years while those people have died off before people can claim? That's what we're looking well, at. It's even almost worse because there's some pretty compelling research now that the spike protein is what causes the COVID-like symptoms. So whether you get spike protein from COVID or whether you get it from any one of the different vaccines because you've injected the mRNA to make it in your body, yeah. you've injected it from monkey virus or whatever it is, or whether you buy a little bottle of spike protein from a laboratory and inject that directly, you get or you run the risk of getting those blood clotting symptoms and other symptoms. Yeah, I've seen the reports to that too. That was the blood clotting was before they even started mass um, injecting everyone or putting the brigades out there. That was a big concern already. Um, a guy in the US, uh, Redfield yeah. or Ridson or something like that, uh, brought that brought that up. Um, we got a jet. Unfortunately, I would like to. I would have liked to have sat with all of you for a whole show each, but. I'm trying to get all the information out there so people start thinking. So thank you very much, sir. If you come on after your yeah. after your court case, let us no know what's too. happening. Let's hope you can actually bring that side of the juggernaut to a halt. Um, doing our best. Yeah, so and you're doing a great you. job too. So everyone, support Sue. So just before you go, let everyone know where they can follow you and how they can oh. help. The easiest way, we've set up a website, www.kti.org.nz. Brilliant. So... On there, we've got quite a lot of the information and updates of what's going on. And if anyone wants to help with any donations, it's, it's on there, but also just information about what's going on. And if you want to offer to provide any support with anything, Excellent. you can offer through there so, too. So, brilliant. That's perfect. Thank you, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Oh, you're brilliant. most thank welcome. You. Thanks for all your work. Thank you. You too. Cheers. Uh, people, Lee Williams was unable to um, come on the show he had something come up so we hope to get him at a in a future show he wanted to talk about um a pretty public stealth he's having with uh willie jackson um as usual the racism card has been used and all that sort of thing it's just oh crazy crazy um i think i might do a blackface when i come on next time maybe i'll cause a bit of controversy that way because people seem to follow controversy so maybe more of you people will listen Okay, I've actually lost where I'm going now. I know we've got a clip to play, so I forgot what it was. What was it? What was it? Um, you can t you can talk to me. I'll just play the clip.
So what do you think of that? Awesome. So you, the Very information good. you're giving, of, I mean, the, the trend is the same, isn't it? Government cover-ups everywhere. They're yep. lying through their teeth all the time. They're never going to tell us the truth. You've got the brain-dead people out there, half of them are like sheeple walking yep. around. Yep. I mean, we've got about, what, 60 million sheep in this country and 5 million think they're human. That's right. Too many sheep. It's amazing. Same. So have you seen what's happening with the farmers? Yeah, I knew about Same that. MO? I knew about that last year. Yeah, you were Just, talking about something on the uh, West Coast? Yes. Well, um, there was a document, there was a news article, I think it was The Hill, how, how the Americans want our lignite from that area. So, what's the space? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty just, sure just those the, the farmers. I'm pretty sure that's the, get rid of the farmers, wipe them off the land, just like they did in Australia with Take the, the fires. Yep. They should be supporting us and our country and our people. They want the, um, yeah. they want the lignite out of the mountains, and the only way to do that is... Um, more land back to the people, and then they won't be able to see what's happening. That's why self-sufficiency it's all about is key. Corporate greed, but yeah. from America this time. And <clears throat> the story also said they want it for, um, for production of lignite for um, to do combined with their um, space with NASA. Oh, yeah. So That'd there's right. something. It was in, it was in a news article. We hear we hear what uh, Heather said about those you know, ten ton batteries they would need to power half of these machines. Here's the problem. You can have charging stations all over the all over the country. Where are you going to get the energy from? Wind turbines won't do it because they're a health hazard. You can't actually recycle them, so they're yeah. going to poison your environment. That's the end of that. You can't build enough um, hydro dams yep. because that uh, pollutants as well. The coal fire plants won't work, according to them, because they're going to be outlawed. So how, how are you actually going to do it? I mean, have you seen some of these um, batteries that get charged, what they actually charge them with? Yeah, I saw... Diesel generators. <clears throat> yeah, and I saw an electric car on fire the other day on Facebook. Exactly. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, they, they haven't even, they, 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 they haven't thought this thing through. Yep. Or like I said, the human race is facing extinction. Transhumanism, you wait till we have a show on that. That's right. And then, um, and they're giving, a, they're even giving a date of two, 2025. Yeah. 2025. So that's four years time. So that's, that's happening, people. Yep. That's happening. Exactly. So we're going to wrap it up now. Otherwise, I would uh, keep gas bagging, and the producer and the techie over there will throw something at me. Yep. So, um, have I got time to put in one word? One, one quick, last word. One quick. Today, I see we're making history again. Parliament is talking about the Chinese genocide. Whoa! And at the same time, the Commission of Inquiry is going on about the New Zealand state of peace. Six hundred and fifty thousand people, they reckon. Yeah. I think they should really look in their own backyard before they warn about overseas countries. Yeah, but I tell you what, the but only reason the government will be talking about the genocide that's happening at the hands of the CCP in China is because they're forced to. Yeah. There's no way they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, or because they actually give a crap. They don't. Yep. There's another agenda at play here, I'm telling you now, yep. and that'll come out. Just like your 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 case came out. Just like everything else has come out. It's just it's ridiculous. So, thank you very much for um, watching. Really appreciate it. Uh, remember, our website will be live shortly. When you sign up to re receive email um, stuff, you can download a free copy of the CCP, take down the CCP ringtone. I want 10,000 of those downloaded and sent out everywhere. Then we're going to get 20. Then every time a phone rings in this country, I want to hear that song. So when I'm walking through the city or something like that, and I hear the take down the CCP song, oh no, you've come to the site and you've watched and you've got educated. So there we go. Another show. We'll come back next time with some more facts and evidence. Counter the narrative. Counter the narrative.
我们的胜利。谢谢了，兄弟姐妹们，你们健身了吗？行动，行动，行动！中共，你完了！
the evil CCP.